podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. Hey, I'm here with Tessa McLaughlin. Tessa. Mark. How, how long have we known each other? A few years now, huh? Yeah, probably... Well, three at least. Three at least, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's been an interesting ride. It's been, you've, been, <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing a whole lot of stuff in the little, yeah. ride, little time that I've known you. Yes. Uh, talk to me a little bit uh, about co-working. We got to know each other because we were neighbors, but then you also were building a co-working space yeah. even three years ago. Talk to me about that. Yeah, well, I mean, so I think that we met when our kids were... At school. Yeah, they were at school and in the very, very early stages of school. Um, and so back at that time, I had this concept for this club that I wanted. Um, so if I step back a little bit, mm -hmm. I can, I'll can i tell you how it sort of came mm -hmm. about. <coughs> and I'll cough. Mm -hmm. So um, when I first came to Victoria, B.C., um, I was a newly single mum with two really young kids and trying to figure out how to get back into the workforce. I had gone and seen a music festival called Rifflandia and um, my background is I am a musician. And, and when I was at this festival, I was like, you know what, this is such a great audience to be able to show people different ideas. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had pitched this idea for a festival to um, Rifflandia, an ideas festival, kind of like a cross between a TED Talks, a fringe festival, mm -hmm. and, you know. Um, the next year they took they took it up and they branded it Thinklandia. Thinklandia. Yeah. I talked at Thinklandia. <coughs> did you? Yeah. Awesome. There you go. Not the one I did. No? No. I was, I was out at Wheelie's at the motorcycle yes. bar. Yes. Yep. That was the one Joey did. Yeah. So um, when I was doing Thinklandia, um, I was going to the gym in the morning. I, so I'd drop my kids off. I'd go to the gym in the morning. Then I'd go to a coffee shop for a meeting. Then I'd have to go to print some stuff off somewhere else. Then I'd have to go to another coffee shop that had really good internet so I could work. And then I'd have to go into the Rooflandia offices, but we could only be there for a little bit. Then I'd go back to a yoga class and I'd have to find something good to eat. And, and then I wasn't meeting people because whenever I really got to sit down, I was at a coffee shop. And mm -hmm. And one day I was just like, man, I just wish all of this stuff was in one place. Like, why can't this be in one place? And um, about a few weeks later, I had gone over to Vancouver and um, I was visiting my friend and she's part of the Arbutus Club, which is this, mm -hmm. you know, um, fancy um, private club. And I was like looking around going, oh, mm -hmm. well, this is what I want, but I don't want to pay 50 grand a year, but I'm happy to pay seven grand a mm -hmm. year to be part of something and, um, and have my needs met, you yeah. know, in one place. And that's when I was just like, you know what, I'm going to build it. And so it was probably in 2013. Um, and so I just started researching clubs and, and working. And that's about when co-working sort of started to make a real um, emergence on the scene. There was yeah. nothing here yet in Victoria. Vancouver didn't have much except... Well, there wasn't much in the way of tech in Victoria at the time either or small startup stuff. It was just yeah. kind of coming around, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I'm I'm not really big in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. Obviously, my background's more creative industry, but um, which tech is creative, mm -hmm. actually. Um, but yeah, so it, I then I started researching more and I really got this idea of what I wanted to do. And when I talked to people about it, they were just like, 
huh? Mm-hmm. What? I don't understand, you know. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, it's space and it has a restaurant. It has, you know, it just removes the business from your life and 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 lets you enables you to live this happy life and balanced life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, I uh, started researching co-working and then while I was doing that, um, a job came up with uh, this company called Fantan Group and I went and met with them and they wanted to start up a co-working space and and um, in the beginning I said no to the job because um, I was going to be starting up Quench. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was a conflict and I said, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm starting up my own co-working space. So, um, And they just said, look, why don't you come and start ours first? You'll get paid to do it and, um, and then you can leave after mm-hmm. a year. And I was like, okay. Yay. So I did. And it's funny because um, I remember I worked with them, mm-hmm. and I came when I and I saw the space before and I saw the space after. Yeah. And there was a, it was really funny. It wasn't so much what you put in there; it was the mm-hmm. feeling that it had. Yes, and you know that was really interesting when I first went to the meeting with them, and they were like, "Okay, here it is," and I was like, "Okay, well we have to change it." And and originally they just said, "Well, no, it's you just chuck a few desks in a room." I'm like, "Okay, if yeah. you want to do it that way, go that go for it, but you won't get people like." To attract people out of their house, you you have to draw them in with something unique or something that they don't have at home. Um, and so, in at the watershed, what we did was, you know, we designed it really uniquely with watershed, trees. which was the space, the Fantan so, Group, yeah. That's right. And so, you know, we redesigned it with these beautiful tables with trees coming out of it, and yeah. and made it really nice. Um, but then, with Quench, I I was able to take that to the level where I think what, based around why I know that yeah. people leave their houses and that's for connection. So yeah. that's where, when I designed this space that I'm in now, you know, I, I do it based on how are people gonna meet? What's convenient for them? When are they gonna talk? Where do they wanna hang their bags up? You know, when it, how far do they wanna go to get to a phone booth? You mm-hmm. know, all these things. And that's how I design spaces around people. And that's where Quench is different to a lot of co-working spaces. Yeah, it's funny because I've been in a lot of them in different cities and there's the good, the bad and the ugly. And the bad ones, I remember there's one down on the waterfront in Vancouver where you walk in and it's just a whole bunch of closed off spaces with artificial light. And basically it looks like a sweatshop. Um, And then there's a a great one in Vancouver that I've been in as well. And I've been in uh, like, it's a a chain. I've been in the one, it's, uh, I've been in the same one in San Francisco and um, they just have this different feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got a feeling like it's open People are connected. It feels like like-minded people, uh, and and it feels like something more. But it's 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 intangible. I know, you know, if I ever try to organize a party, it comes off flat. My wife organizes a party. Everybody gets together. <laughs> she is fabulous. She's really good at that, right? And and it's one of those things that either you've got it or you don't. But well, people so, are attracted to it. Well, I think the thing that I notice when people come in here, like when you walked in just before you walked in, it was buzzing down there. Everyone mm-hmm. had come down for coffee and. You know, and when you're walking past on Fort Street and you see that, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on in mm-hmm. there? And we have people. It feels like an art gallery when you walk by. It looks, it feels like an art gallery happening yeah. In here. Yeah, yeah. And people walk in, going, "What is this place? It looks so fun and it looks so inviting." And I mean, that's that's like music to my ears. Yeah. That inviting thing, because that's what we want. And I think that that's. Um, I don't think, I know the thing that we do is we set a tone. And it's like, you know, like your wife with uh, with setting parties. You set a tone for the party. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I always say to our members, make yourself at home. 
like make it because if you feel comfortable in here, you're going to make everyone else feel comfortable. Now there's a, a it's a funny because uh, I want to bring up this uh, you know coinciding or colliding trend. I, yeah. I just I, I got a great quote from Adweek. Um, it's a festival in New York that I used to go to all the time, and and uh, a big research study came out. A uh, person took the stage and said, you know, advertising. I think we've all known for a long time is in a death spiral because technology has enabled onesie twosies, mm -hmm. uh, consultants and small offices and, and, and agencies to do what massive agencies used to do. So this whole idea of amalgamation and, and mega corporations, just like you're seeing uh, big companies, you know, floors, entire floors are being vacated and those yeah. jobs aren't coming back. And they said the mood inside big advertising agencies has gone from dark to very dark. 70% mm -hmm. of the people want out. And I can see where they're going. They're going to Club Quench. Yeah. Because this is a place uh, where it feels like you can do it on your own in a small group. And all the people who used to sit in the department next to you are still sitting there. They just happen to run their own companies. Yeah. Um, now, you're seeing uh, a very interesting trend here because uh, when I first heard about co-working spaces, it was all tech. It was startup culture, garage mm. culture. They get yeah. out of the garage. They go to a co-working space, Tectorio in Victoria here. Uh, but you don't have tech companies here. Yep, we do. You got tech companies yeah, here? Yeah, like I, the four main sort of, um, duh, I guess, industries that seem to be attracted here. We have tech, we have um, creative industries, so, you know, designers, graphic designers, industrial designers, architects, um, illustrators, artists. We have marketers and we have, what's my other one, Write, a lot of writers. Um, so those are the four main ones that we have, mm -hmm. um, but we have everything. And that's the great thing about a space like this is, you know, we're really diverse and it's not like uh, it, we don't just, we attract, the thing with Quench is we attract members that are, are curious. Mm -hmm. And so they're open to different things and different experiences and, and to learn different things, which of course, curiosity is the most important thing, I think, because the more curious we are, the less judgmental we become, um, because it just brings out of that sense of wonder and, and curiosity, obviously, because it's curious. Um, <laughs> um, but I think that, um, so we do have we do have a lot of tech here. One thing I've noticed that I love about our members is that we have very little ego in the building. Mm -hmm. In fact, I can't even, it, it just is checked at the door. Mm -hmm. um, and we, what was the thing I was gonna say? Everyone has their other passions and they let their other passions shine through in here. And you're able to do that because you're around people of diverse backgrounds. So therefore you can go, Oh gosh, I actually love doing filming too. Like one of our, um, our main tech companies here, Appreciation Engine, um, one of their employees um, is gonna be using this room to shoot a little um, stop motion thing that she's like, she's a, she's a tech girl yeah. and she's got a, she's in a stop motion. It just, that it's kind almost, of stuff. It's almost, like, a, it's almost like a tree house where <laughs> every yeah. comes and hangs out. Well, yeah. and it, because you've got little judgment here, People are willing to try things. Like now, I, I want to hit on that uh, because you know I've worked at other co-working spaces too that are pure tech because I was mm -hmm. involved in the tech community here a lot, and this place feels a bit different. Um, there is this uh, you said this 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 openness and a sense of diversity here that you don't get when you're in a tech startup. 
or a tech hub. Well, I didn't say you don't get it when you're in tech hub. You put the words into my mouth for that. I just said that, <laughs> and that, and you have said that now. Um, no, but you get you you if you have cross pollination between mm -hmm. say an architect and a tech person, that's a lot more interesting cross pollination than between an architect and an architect. Yes. And I, I just want to bring this back to an interesting quote. Um, uh, Seth Godin just wrote a new book, and he went off uh, when trying to explain um, startup culture and marketing culture. He went into conspiracy theory culture, and because it's a big hot topic right now, you know, uh, the United States was just seeing them get their conspiracy freak on, and he said the thing about conspiracy theory isn't that they're crazy people or they're or they're uninformed people, but it's a community, and it's a community that can hold the belief that Princess Diana was uh, murdered as an inside job, and Princess Diana is still alive, mm -hmm. and they can hold those two thoughts, completely contradictory time. thoughts, at the same time. Because what they're really looking for is a sense of togetherness that puts them apart from the, what they call the MSM, mainstream media. I just heard that term. They yeah. love little acronyms and stuff, too, because it's yeah. sort of code to show that you're in and you're not. It's right. like QAnon, you know, the big conspiracy oh, about yeah. And they love that stuff, but I had a hard time understanding it, but it's a community. Now, yeah. Seth Godin talked about this because it seemed to go way out on a branch, and then he pulled it back and he says it's a lot like startup culture because startups... A lot of them got thrown out of big companies or they got dissatisfied with big companies and said, I can do this better. They went into the garage and now they're all coming together and they're saying, mm -hmm. we are a community unlike them out there. Now, the reason I'm rambling here is because I see it almost as a dangerous thing because if you get a whole bunch of like-minded people all together in a space, yep. you don't get a lot of fresh air in there. Yeah. So you see that with, you know, with retirement communities too. You know, they're mm -hmm. all like-minded people and they're dying for a little outside influence. Yeah. Now, talk to me, this relates directly to the idea of club versus yeah. tech co-working space or marketing co-working space. Yep. You're bringing a lot, it's core to your belief, to bring a lot of diverse interests into this. Yeah, I mean, look, we definitely curate who comes into the space in a, in a really subtle way um, because, honestly, I want people to be here that will thrive. Um, and, and if someone's not going to thrive here, I want to find a space where they will. Um, so we do do that. Um, uh, so, yeah, so co-working as it is right now, it's, it's a hard term, and you know that I went through um, trying to figure out whether we changed the name of Quench and, and all of this uh, mm -hmm. a, a couple of years ago. <clears throat> but I'm trying to get away from the co-working term because I truly believe that it's not the co-working why people are leaving. It's the connection and being part of something. Mm -hmm. um, that is what the most people that walk through my door say, I need to get out of my house. Oh my gosh, we need to be in an office. Like we, I just don't want to have to um, organize running my own office and I want to be around people doing really cool things. Like that's what it's about. Um, and, you know, I have this quote that I always say, you know, that strong personal connections not only increase the health and safety of an individual, but they also strengthen the health and safety, productivity and innovation of a society. Mm -hmm. So if we can build a club where people feel supported with the pillars of quench, so knowledge, wellness, experiences, novelty, curiosity, mm -hmm. connection, bring health and happiness, then they're going to thrive which will take it outside the quench doors, which will take it outside of Victoria's doors, which will take it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, 
So to come back, sorry, I I went on a no, no, I like tangent then too. <laughs> no, I like it. Um, so you were saying though um, that if you get if you get too many like-minded people, people in one space, you start to lose the fresh air. Yeah, and that's um, yeah. I mean, I think that maybe not the fresh air. I mean, we just become really isolated and stubborn in our own views because we think our own view, everyone else. Well, look at Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. You're seeing it starting to implode on them where you get this tech culture like Uber where they just go, well, the future is the way, so we are going to crush the taxi mm -hmm. industry because they just haven't evolved. And now they're finding out they've got a new CEO who's got a lot higher EQ and he's going, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. We're going to try to work with you. And so they're backpedaling yeah. this whole thing and going, wait a minute, maybe a whole bunch of tech nerds figuring out that tech is the best way forward. Maybe that was a point of view that lacked a bit of fresh air right. and outside yep. thinking. Um, and, you know, there's, well, there's a real happens. danger. I mean, you look at echo chambers, political echo chambers. We all yep. have our point of view. We think the other side are, are idiots. Yeah. Well, the, and the discussions that happen in here when you've got people from so many different backgrounds is, is astounding. Um, and, yeah, that's what makes it, the space thrive and buzz is mm -hmm. are these conversations. Um I was going to say, I saw, I was at an event the other night and government at the moment is, uh, is trying to do a lot of co-working. And um, I've had a lot of feedback from people who've come past Quench and they're like, oh my God, I wish they'd just let us come here. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to someone who is- I can't imagine government doing it. It'd be like your uncle trying to, trying to break dance. Thing, though. Like, honestly, the people just want, one, we have people from- big tech companies here that have amazing spaces to mm -hmm. work in, but they come and work at Quench because they can actually get stuff done. Mm -hmm. So they have one or two days here where they're just like, I just need to get stuff done and not get bothered. And so as I was, um, I was talking to this woman from government the other day and she said, yeah, yeah, we're actually starting to build a bunch of co-working spaces. And I was like, okay, so what do they look like? And she's like, well, they, you know, we have, hot desking, we have hot desking with big open space. And Usually I wouldn't say anything, but because I've had a few conversations with people from government so far, I'm like, you know, I want to point out that co-working is way more than space. Uh -huh. If you think that people are going to co-work because yeah. they're in an open desking environment, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, first of all, some people don't work well in open, open environments. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, I always build space where you can go into a separate space. You can have dedicated desks. You can have a phone booth. You can have an office. You've got to give people options of how differently they want to work. And, um, and as I said, too, like putting everyone in an open space. I remember going to, we were talking about this the other day. I remember going to Facebook um, a few years mm -hmm. ago. And I had a good friend who was working there, and I said, can I have a tour? We went up into her floor, and, and let's face it, there's Facebook and Google and Pixar, and they have incredible... They're amazing. They have campuses. campuses. They, they bring people in oh, and stuff, yeah. It's incredible. But so we went up into her floor where, where her team worked, and it was this massive open space with just a whole rows of desks and probably 100 desks. And I looked at it, and I was like, mm-hmm. Like... How, how many people do you know up here? She's like, oh, four. I was like, where do they sit? She's like, in front of me, behind me, and beside me. Like, so it doesn't matter. You've it's a got, factory. You've got, yeah, so you've Ooh. got to actually set a tone. And, and, you know, I have a secret source that I put in Quench that, that enables people to connect. Um, and 
that's what you need. You, you can't just throw a few desks together and expect people to, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like, <laughs> it, it drives me crazy how in school, you guys are the same age, you should be friends. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I don't have any friends. I remember, I remember my mom me. saying that, we gotta meet the neighbor because they have a same kid the same age. age. And you're like, oh. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's like, and that's what it's like. Work in this open environment, and then you guys can all be friends and have fun and have a jolly good That's time. That's what I think about when I think about government. They, they take yeah. the, 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 the padded walls of the cubicles down and say, now nah, let's be cool. Yes. Let's and have open thinking. And that's where I, you know, as I was saying to this woman, I was like, no, like, bring them, like, bring them to me. I know how to manage this stuff. I know I've done it. And, and I genuinely like, have an interest and like people. And that's why it works. Now, okay, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about the new space because I'm, yeah. I'm here for a reason. We hooked up again at this party and talk, started talking about the new space. Yeah, and I just, I just saw an illustration of it. Um, is it up on your website? No, we're just building the, web, the website for it. You're, okay, you're going to build a website. <laughs> yes. Okay, so stay tuned. What's the what's the website where they can find you right now? By the way, uh, club so c l u b k w e n c h dot com. It's because you're from New Zealand, right? You can't spell nah, quench, right? It's, it's an acronym. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, c l u b k w e n c h dot com. Yep. Check it out, especially in the new year, because this new space is going to be ready in the new year, yeah, right? It's bonkers. Yeah. So, so, but what are you yeah. building into it? I just saw right. the picture but nobody else has heard yeah, about this. Yeah, so, I mean, can I'll just tell you a little bit about how we got there because okay. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so I was looking for a space. I left the watershed um, three years ago, and I was looking for a space for a long time for Quench. Yeah. And I knew I wanted a big floor print, and I just, you know, yeah. footprint. Couldn't find anything. Was asked to go and look at ingredients, which was this uh, this store that was um, the woman wanted some help because she needed to get out of her lease. I went and looked at this building, which is in a um, historic building in Victoria. As I was leaving, because it didn't work, I, um, and I saw these tiny stairs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where does that go? And she's like, oh, it goes up into just an, it's an attic, it's nothing. And I was like, can I take a look? And so I don't know why, but I went up these rickety stairs. And as soon as I got up there, I was like, this is it. I knew it. And it was crap. It was like a full-on attic with dust and junk everywhere. But I was just like, this is it. So I knew that um, Matt Phillips from Phillips Brewery had just bought the building. Um, so I got his email from a friend of mine and I sent him a note and I said, hey, have you ever thought about developing the top part of your building? This is what I'm, I'm trying to build this club. No, I just, I just have to take one step back. You're yeah. building a co-working space or a club on top of a brewery, and I, I yes. Phillips is like I, I would I would fill my bathtub and roll around in their beer <laughs> because it's it's like my favorite thing in the whole wide world, bar none. Anybody who doubts it, I will fight them. Uh, <laughs> and I go to their f their festival, their beer festival. Yeah. Yep. It's off the hook. Yeah. And you're right on top of it now. Yeah, we're right. Well, then we're the next door neighbor, and Matt has been an in he's just an incredible guy. He's a cool dude, hey. And who you know what he just had faith in what I was building and really believed in it and. Um, He's an entrepreneur himself and he's he's just going with it. And mm -hmm. so we're taking this two buildings, basically. They're two buildings that are about 10,000 square feet each and mm -hmm. we're building um, a top floor on it in the attic. Um, when I say we, Matt is building it. Mm -hmm. um, we've helped with the design and, um, yeah, we're joining the two, the two peaks with this flat roof and this atrium 
There's going to be a pop-up restaurant downstairs. There's going to be a club entrance with um, huge bike storage for over 85 bikes because we're very um, environmentally um, driven um, and socially, yeah, socially environmentally driven. You'll walk upstairs. There's going to be a pop-up shop because mm-hmm. we believe that not, not, not everyone works from a desk. So we want to, um, you know, allow restaurateurs or pop-up shops to have the ability to have not have those fixed five-year leases. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll come upstairs, there'll be over 20 private offices for teams anywhere from 1 to, to 33. Um, we have a hairdressing, hairdresser, we have a service provider, practitioner's room, which will have rotating massage therapist video. We have a library with meditation room. We have a big open kitchen where we can do cooking classes. We have a fitness room. So it really is this one-stop shop club solution mm-hmm. so, sort of to remove the business and add balance back into people's lives. Now, why would this end up any different than Google's amazing space or Facebook's amazing space? They, they bust them in on their own separate buses. They have these amazing facilities. Nobody uses the facilities. Mm-hmm. They just grind. Yeah. And, and uh, why is this going to be different? Why are people going to go to your gym? Um, well, I don't know if they will uh, yet. <laughs> but you built, you built stuff in here yeah, at this space. Yeah, we built stuff in here. And, and it's working. Yeah. So, I mean, look, my theory is we provide, we will provide our members with the things that we believe support a happy life, which are those pillars, which is mm-hmm. the acronym of Quench. Um, what you take from it is up to you. But I really believe when it's right there and it's really easily accessible, more people do it. Like I hadn't had my hair cut in probably three years. We have a hairdresser in this place. I've had it cut like twice in the mm-hmm. last like six months mm-hmm. because it's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll provide it. We'll, we're the ones who do the research. Companies can come to us and say, we need to do a first aid course. Then we can, we can find the person to do the first aid course and put the first aid course. So we want to remove that business, make it that companies can focus on their business. You know what's interesting is that you're going to create a community of interesting, interested people, which is probably yes. the win, right? That's why I call it a culture club. Um, and people keep, of course, of our generation, like to come, 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 yeah, yeah. come, come, come. I'm going to ask if you, do you really want to hurt me? Yeah. 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 Do you really want to? <laughs> All right. Um, that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm really adamant it's a culture club. It's a place where you can come and partake in a culture you can add to the culture it's where companies like big companies right now that um there's a big company that's coming on board with us that i won't mention they have a really strong fantastic company culture but they have a huge amount of employees that live remotely and work remotely so for them it's great because they can buy in to knowing that their members are going to um, have a really good company culture at Quench. Um, and therefore, they retain more employees. They, um, yes, they get higher retention rates. They get higher productivity rates because their employees are happier. Um, so this is this is what Quench so is. So I'm, I'm running a, a biggish company. Let's say my friend, um, a friend of mine, he, he works at CGI, which is a big IT company. They have a couple hundred people or over 100 people working here in Victoria. Mm-hmm. And they've got offices all around the world. They want to create a culture of interesting people. Can they do it if they just have a whole bunch of CGI employees working in a setting like you're creating, or do they need to break up 
all mm. those employees into separate spaces, put some architects, put some uh, God only knows startup guys in there, mix it up. So like I always use the example, a retiree community, there's no mm. fresh air, but you bring retirees, young families, yes, uh, okay. color diversity, sexual diversity, all that stuff together, you get fresh air. Yeah. Does a company like CGI, could they make a co-working mm. space and would it work or do they need to separate the people, put them in with... So that's where that's where we come back to that government thing. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I think that you you can do it, but you have to have the right instigator. You have to have yeah. that person. Um, there's this woman who works for Bambora, and she's their HR person. At, at Bam, I think she's their HR. Or, um, but yeah. she's unbelievable. I just love her. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't know that I love her. But uh, every time Bambora comes in here for meetings, I'm like, oh my god, is she still working for you? Because she can come work for me. Yeah. Because if you have the right person that um, that is the glue, I think you can do it. Um, what we're offering, which is, is unique, is we're offering corporate membership um, for the club. So it's a corporate social yeah. membership. So someone like Momentum Dash or, um, you know, they can go, okay, or, yeah, anyway, I mean, there's a lot of tech companies that you and I could yeah, yeah. talk about, but they can go, okay, we want to not outsource our culture, but we want a place where our people can go and feel like they're part of something as well as being part of part of Momentum Dash. Yeah. I'm just giving these guys as an example. Hope Levi doesn't mind. Um, and so they can buy a membership where their employees can come from 5 o'clock till 10.30 any day of the week or, or we all weekends and be part of Quench. So they can come, have the beer on tap, be part of it. And they're still part of that ecosystem, that diverse ecosystem, but they work in, in their office where they can be a con conducive. Team. That brings me to the final question. The future, is this going to evolve from a place which is nine to five to being a place that is nine to midnight, mm -hmm. like a real club where the members uh, can drift in at five o'clock at night and, uh, you know. I fully believe that this will, that this, the co-working industry will, won't be co-working anymore. I really believe it'll be just clubs. Club 2.0. Yeah. I mean, I, so I always say that we're like a mix, we're a, a joining of WeWorks and Soho House. Um, and when I first, I went to a, um, a co-working conference in Vegas about three years ago and I was sharing the idea of Quench and I was talking to this uh, Australian guy actually and he, I just said what I was doing and he's like, oh my God, you're like the third wave of co-working. And so now I use wow. that because I was like, oh yeah, it is. But well, it's intuitive with you, they but it's like intuitive with you, which is, you know, yeah. it just, it's you. Well, it's, I just want it because uh -huh. I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to go, if ever I move back to Australia or I go to live in France or I go to live in Germany or something, I want to be able to go, okay, where's the quench? Because that's where I, how I identify. If I'm traveling and I meet someone who's like, oh yeah, I'm part of the quench in, in, um, San Francisco. It's like I instantly have that alumni. It's like you're a Harley rider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I get what kind of person you are if that's how you I, you identify with that space of curiosity. You come with that intention into a space like that. Very cool. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, Mark. Okay, one more time. C L U B K 
K-W-E-N-C-H. I'll also, I'll yep. also hyperlink it on the podcast awesome. so that anybody can check you out. But the big thing is is to come back in January, February, because that's when the, the, the new, new space is going to be coming up. Well, I mean, if you if there are people interested in dedicated desks or um, offices, they are filling up pretty fast. Um, so I highly recommend. Um, oh, we didn't mention we have a podcast room in the next space too. Yeah, Pod, well, a podcast webcast room. Well, like that, the one we're in yeah, now. I, that's super yeah. cool because I mean, yeah. I I shoot a lot of videos. I do a lot of podcasting, yeah. and it's it's a thing, yep. right? And and just well, and it's about thinking about sharing economy yeah. too. It's like why do we all have to go and get those things and contribute to landfill when we can just all share it? Yeah. So yeah, if, if people want offices, now's the time to contact us. So jump on the website and send us in, send me an email um, because we are we are filling up pretty fast. Awesome, Tessa. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast for brands that learn from the past, look to the future.